You know what's? This is my my little weakness. Bulldog clips. Really? Yeah. It's the cricket of office supplies. That's a bulldog clip looking for love. <laughs> uh, we're back in uh, Supersonics post-production is the name of the studio. Mm. And uh, it is a house of not ill repute, but good recordings. And <laughs> that also may end up <laughs> edited out. It is. It's a post. So post production. It's like animation and film and music too, or mostly animation. And film? Mostly animation, film, so TV. Stuff. Okay. Audio post. <clears throat> Audio post. Yeah. And with me uh, is our recording engineer, typically for most episodes. Want to introduce yourself? You're listening to the Can't Sell This podcast with your hosts Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. is Jeff. I didn't say it like that. I didn't say it like <laughs> how I was supposed to say it. It's crazy. I'm on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Worlds you're on the are colliding. Other side of the mirror. But you, mm. I mean, you have done recordings for yourself before and you've been involved in broadcast mm. stuff before and you've had recordings. And this is so, here's sure. the, and here's the, the gist of the episode. <clears throat> uh, and this is not a focus on me thing, but this is a, uh, you have been involved with animation both as a as a re- recording engineer and as a director. Mm-hmm. And this is like 20... Uh, <laughs> it's 20-something years yeah. of, of, of recording. Isn't that crazy? It, I mean, it blows my mind, yeah, honestly. Everything where I say it's 20 years of whatever, like I just think that's there's just no way <laughs> because I'm only 25. <laughs> and yet I'm you look 47. For 25, right. I know I look awful for 25, you but do. I look okay for 47. You do. Yeah. That's true. That's how that's mm-hmm. how it works. Well. So in fact, we have Jeff Wright. We do. I Hello. have I have Jeff Wright. It's a yes. royal we. And I I got to say I'm so pleased because it, you're one of my you're the oldest friend I've got. I'm not that old. <laughs> you. Honestly. I, <clears throat> I was thinking about that today. I have known you for most of my life. But all of mine. But all of your life. That's right. Yeah. One month. One month. And one, difference. One day. Yeah. One, month, one, one day. month older, which I gained a, a massive amount of knowledge in that one month. So. Well, at least recording engineering knowledge. Yeah. No. It's so true. you knew which way to go. <laughs> you know, the the question I have, and this is the very first question, okay. is, is um, when you decided to attend, I want to say it's Fanshawe. Correct. Uh, for rec- recording engineering is what the correct is that what it was called? Yep. Uh, was the intention to get into broadcast recording or were you more interested in music recording? I went to Fanshawe with my brother initially and he was already in music production and I spent a weekend in London and I went into the school and I just saw it was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I can't believe, I was in high school at the time, right? Okay. So I was just like, I can't believe these guys are learning and they're in a recording studio and they're having fun. It was parties and it was great. And, uh, and he was taking music production but I really enjoyed the engineering aspect. And um, so I kind of, just to, to back up even from there, that was the first kind of intro in a fan shop. But then I was in a band, and uh, this guy uh, that we hired to engineer a record said, hey, do you want, do you want me to produce it? Hmm. And we were like, uh, I, 
I guess, I don't know. And then he pulled out this Juno award. It was all shiny and cling. <laughs> and he's like, well. Like from his Yeah, like he had it he had behind it him. him. And he goes, well, if you want, I can produce it for 500 bucks. And he had this Juno for production. And we were like, well, hell yeah, we want a Juno. So we'll that's, pay you for production. That, that's right? not how that works, by the way. Well, now I know. Oh, Hence, okay. you know, so, you know, 20-year-old Jeff was like, hell yeah, we want a Juno. We you, want a Juno. We, so produce us. My understanding is that if, you, if a Juno Award winner produces a record, that record is then a Juno Award winner. Well, hopefully. By extension. <laughs> by extension. <laughs> by right. relation. Right. But we can then say, you know, our- Produced by a Juno Award winning. Exactly. I so see. it's, that is- is nice to have, and that does carry a little bit of weight yeah. and clout when you start getting into the whole. What fat. was the name of that album? <laughs> so I'm not telling you. What was the name of the band? Because I'm not telling you the name of the band either. <laughs> no, I it sounds it sounds legit. I oh, feel dude, like there was, was a, there there may be a cheesy, gold record. No, it was a cheesy now. '90s no? band, oh. and it never went anywhere. So, mm. so anyways, we um, never went anywhere. That's a good name. For we <laughs> pretty much. So we recorded with them, and I was in the studio, and I loved it. And it, at one point, he said. Uh, he said, hey, Jeff, at two minutes, and this is old school before uh, Pro Tools, he was like, hey, at two minutes, it was really real tape, uh, fade this fader down. So I'm staring at the clock, and I'm watching the time code, and two minutes comes up, and I fade it down. And I'm, like, all nervous, and my palms oh are my sweaty. God. Oh, my God, you know, go knees were weak. And, right? Oh, so, I see, nice. And uh, <laughs> so I vomit on my sweater. Yeah, so I turned that down, it. and uh, and all of a sudden, I'm like, I did it. And he's like, good job. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm an engineer. I'm an engineer. I did it. <laughs> I don't even need to go to school. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, and then he goes, and I'm sitting there, I'm like, what if we did keyboards at this part? And he looked at me and he's like, hmm, keyboards. Yes, keyboards. Let's do it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, he liked my idea. And then I said, what about like a tambourine in this one like bridge section? And he goes, hmm, you know what? I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Let's do it. So we do the tambourine. And I'm like, what if we pan this over here? And he's like, hmm, we'll try it. And we do it. And it works. And he's like, Amazing. That's awesome, dude. Right. And then we mixed the record. And it was great. It was great, you know, being in the studio with friends and my band. And as I'm, you know, like paying him with these 20s, and he's got his hand out, and I'm like slapping. $500 worth of 20s. 500 bucks worth of 20s, you know, of my hard-earned money that oh, I yeah. worked my, you know, par- part-time job. As I'm paying him, I'm like, I think I just got screwed over. Like, what did I just, I think I just produced this record. Like, what did this guy do? And I couldn't. I couldn't differentiate between production and engineering. Right. So that was the big moment for me. That was the big light bulb where I was like, you know what? I got to look into this more because I, I think I'm a producer. Oh. So I went to school and I thought production is more of a learned knowledge. Like that's a, a feeling. So I took engineering, okay. which was what he did. He was an engineer. So I'm like, I'm going to figure out how to work this stuff technically. And then I'm going to sneak in and produce stuff. Right. So I went for two years to Fanshawe. I took engineering. But then it was funny because I won the production uh, award, like producer of the year. Oh. And which was awesome because Jack Richardson, who was my production teacher who produced like Guess Who and Alice Cooper and all these major oh. bands, um, he was one of the, the guys that kind of gave me the award, him and Kim Mitchell. And I was like, I had this award. Kim Mitchell gave you the award too. Yeah. Oh, Kim Mitchell see. was the, the guest at our, our grad because uh, he was also produced by our, our guy, Jack oh, Richardson. I see, at one point. I see. So, um, so that was the start of it, and that was nineteen, you know, something, something. ninety something, and uh, and that was pretty awesome. So after that happened, I I'm kind of going through the history of Jeff right now, just to you, ans- answer your question. I mean, this is I'm just going. I don't remember what I asked anymore, but <laughs> it's okay. I'll feed off. Of you something. were talking about like music, no, and, I asked and you if you got into you music went, because yeah. of post. So um, so I'm leading up to that. I post promise. Because of music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, so I got a job at a school. So first off, when I, I did my final exam and uh, I was going to be a music producer, I'm like, I'm a music guy. Right. I'm, I'm ready for this. I graduated music guy. I did this final exam and it was post-audio and it was syncing up a sound effect with picture and uh, I, you had to sync the, the two things on screen and have it like hit at the same time. And and I kind of, in in weird nerdy fashion, I figured out a way to do it faster than everyone else. Okay. Like I configure the machine a certain way. And he's like, why, why'd you do that? And I was like, well, because it made sense to do this and this. He's like, well, no one else has done that. I'm like, well, this just made sense to me. And he's like, oh, okay. He said, could you see yourself doing audio post for a living? And I'm like, no. no I'm a music producer. Dude, I'm a music guy. <laughs> and he's like, he, he's like, okay. We'll see. You sure? Yeah. yeah, I know, right? So he actually saw something, which is kind of cool. Right. Like, he already saw this, and I was like, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, so I got a job at a recording studio, and, uh, like, right after college, maybe five months after college, and, and like, paid the dues. Right. Put in the time. Probably a year and a half, two years before I was freelance. Okay. Working on some crazy stuff, long hours. Yeah. And, um, and then the assistant director of a show called Magic School Bus. Okay, sure. Pulled me aside and said, because we were working on Magic School Bus, and she's like, hey, I have I have this uh, this show, and it's called Angela Anaconda, and it's weird, and it's like a trippy animation. I want you to be the chief engineer. Ooh. And I was like, I'm down. I want to Chief do engineer. That. And you're freelance at this point. So as soon as that happened, I'm like, I'm oh. going freelance. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Which was really stupid. Yeah. And, and bold, because I had one show, which means I'm working at some point. eight hours a week. Right. Maybe, <laughs> you know, but I was like, well, this is it. Like once you're freelance, you can up your rate and then you're in the game. So I, I just see. threw caution to the wind. I'm in freelance and, uh, which looking back, I probably wouldn't do that today because that was, that was pretty crazy. To do well, you're in your forties. You won't do anything risky now. Well, that's true too. <laughs> right. But the question I've got for you is, um, how does it work for a freelance recording engineer? Do you have to, is it kind of like having a seat in a barbershop where you're like, I'm going to uh, use your studio. It's going to cost this much for me, and then I'm going to bump up to the client, or the client books the studio time, and they say, we want this engineer. Um, yes and yes. <laughs> because after that show, after Angelina Conda, right. um, I got in good with the client, and that show was nominated for an Emmy Award. Oh. And when that happened, all of a sudden, like, my phone started ringing, and, right? And the client that I was using, their phone started ringing, so they got three more shows. Oh, cool. So... If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. Was their their uh, thought process? So they called me to do two more shows. I did undergrads, which is probably to date my one of my favorite undergrads shows. Undergrads is such so a great fun. show. Um, we did that, and then we did like all these others, and then it was uh, going to involve with Franklin and Arthur and all these other shows, and then so it's basically building up that clientele, and your client's happy, and then the director gets to know you, and then. They work for another client. They're like, oh, you know what? I got a guy. I, I got, got a guy, guy. For that sure. I, I want to use, so they pull me over there. That's how freelance works in general. That's kind of what well. it is. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't advertise. I don't get, get out there and hustle. It's really, at this point, it's it's clientele base and right. word of mouth and just that loyalty with clients, which I, I'm so grateful for. Those mm -hmm. relationships are so important. Yeah. Right. The question I have for you is... I know you still play music. You're still in a band. Mm -hmm. If not, are you in more Two. than one? Two yeah. bands. Mm -hmm. And so you do play regularly-ish. Yeah. Regularly-ish. Yeah, once a month. 
And your brother who drew you into Fanshawe, he's still playing music, and he's a music teacher, I believe. He is the Jack Black of Vancouver. He has a little rock school okay. out there on Shelt. Oh, okay. Uh, in Shelt. And then... Uh, is Shelt like a... Shelt little, is a little town, little oh, island. Town. Yeah, Shelt, oh, okay. BC, Seashell. And he teaches kids how to play and rock and record. And then Amazing. He, he just put a record out, actually. I was always so impressed by your musically inclined family, oh. which maybe, maybe it's not all of your family. <laughs> At the very Pretty, least... You, you know what? Everyone, except for uh, my oldest brother. Right. Except for Joey. He plays the radio. Choose and which is mine. 
something tonight There's always something happening that doesn't feel right Switch the channel, let me think a while Stare directly at the sun Got your own reasons deep inside I've got one He appreciates music. Oh, I but, play. Uh, I play. Sure, I play the radio. I play uh, Spotify. You you play any, any guitar? Instruments? Not not a lot, not anymore. My brother's record is um, Rock Paper Scissors on Rock, iTunes Paper, from the Sound Space released at Sunshine released Coast, uh, 2019. 2019. Oh, this year, yeah, that's pretty recent. It's like amazing. It's crazy, like three records or something. And, oh. and then he put out in one shot, and all the students are playing. It's pretty amazing. That's very cool. Yeah. Okay. And shout out, Steve. Shout out to Steve. There you go. But let's let's go bring it back to Jeff. All right. You know you know second banana. You know second fiddle. Oh, you're the first fiddle. Thank the you. first banana. It's true. You know what? It's you and me. It's you and me, kid. First first banana. So uh, <clears throat> thanks to us having known each other for uh, such a long time, mm-hmm. some of the more interesting things that I've discovered about you was you were involved in the Incredibles, mm-hmm. and you were the mic guy for recording guy for um, Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And was that live? Were you there with him? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, like it was a long session or anything like that. Man, you know what? It was fast. Yeah. And which is funny because, I mean, you know, the movie is what, hour and a half or something. But his yeah. parts, on the grand scheme of things, if you look at his parts. He's got like 15 lines or something. Maybe. Right. So he came in and worked for maybe 30 minutes. Right. Which, you know, I had to get him to sign his contract. And I'm looking at the number that he was getting paid, you know, for 15 minutes. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Samuel L. Jackson. Honestly, what are you it's do? Sam Jackson. I have a question. He came in and then he golfed. <clears throat> like he worked and then went out golfing. And went out golfing. And made more than I make. And, and, then, you know, and then you were years. part of the team that won an Academy Award. Yeah, I didn't, uh, I didn't get an invite to that. It's weird. You know, for every, every person you see on credits... There's five people that don't make a credit on there. Oh. Um, were, you, were you not in the credits? No. Uh, oh. And same with The Nut Job. I was the chief engineer on The Nut Job. Oh. Which is, you know, that movie was... Squirrels. A, squirrels. And it was the number one family movie in America mm-hmm. uh, for, I think, a week. And how do you not... <laughs> and, then, seriously, and then the Lego movie came out. Oh, okay. And totally, you know, that was a we- That was a weird us. flick, Nut what? Job. How so? Uh, it was based in like the 30s or something and like gangsters mm-hmm. and yeah. there was a whole thing there. Will Arnett seemed like a, you know, his voice was just not that character, you know, and, but I mean. I, you know what? I'm, I never talk bad about clients. No, so I'm not going to be I like, oh, it was a shitty movie. But no. I will, no, I will say, I will say this. I recorded that three times and the way that works is um, they come in with a script. How about mortgages? <laughs> 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 that's, that's what a nice throwback um, they come with a script their production company sure. uh, all sit around and they read the script 
Mm-hmm. And so I record that. So we kind of get a loose idea of the timing of the film and how it's going to work. And then we hired Toronto actors. Right. Which the actor pool in Toronto for animation is fantastic. Right. It's the best in, in Canada. Vancouver, Toronto are the two okay. you knackers know, of recording. Sort of makes sense. It does. So um, we recorded with Toronto actors and they were amazing. Right. And like the timing, comedic timing, you know, like timing is so important in comedy. And and they have it down because they've been doing it for so long. For sure. And nothing against, uh, you know, Hollywood A-listers, but some of the jokes that we had in this movie were awesome. Right. And the performances were great. Um, but a lot of the times what happens is when you have a major motion picture and you sell it and you have to go through production and then you go to studios, you have to attach a pretty big name to it. For sure. You know, so they hired four actors to be like the main voices and like Liam Neeson and, and uh, Will Arnett were the main guys and Brendan Fraser. Oh, yeah, that's you right. Know. He was the hero squirrel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or the, yeah, the faux hero. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, what happened was uh, they came in and, and at the last minute, the guys from uh, L.A. like dubbed over all the Toronto actors. Oh, uh, Brummer. Which, well. Brummer? Bummer. <laughs> it was, yeah. Mr. Brummer was there as well. Leon <laughs> Brummer? Not to say they weren't great because they're, you know, yeah. they, they did a great job. For sure. But there was also stuff that was funny in there and stuff that the Toronto in, uh, actors improved. Right. And there was some cool stuff, you know. So, um, but anyways, point being is I recorded that movie three times and it took three years, I think, to record wow. everything. And then I, you know, I'm in the theater and watching and my name isn't on the credits and you're kind of like, whatever. It's on IMDb, but. That's a bummer. It's not on the credits. Yeah, it, it is. isn't. I mean, it's cool to see, but at the same time, it's like, well, I don't need to, you know, wave that flag. Hmm. Hmm. But it does, it, I guess if it's on IMDb, if you say like, hey, I was probably not job and someone goes looking it up, they can see it. Right? That's a little more professional. You know, right. you're not going to get a job from someone who's watching credits on a movie oh and be like, God. <laughs> let me stay for the extra 20 minutes. Oh, the chief engineer. I need to know who that is. <laughs> yeah. I have oh, done that a couple of times. I, I worked on a, so aside from animation, I worked on a movie called um, Apollo 18. Uh, Have you ever seen that? No. It was in theaters. It was like the Blair Witch of space movies. Oh. Basically. So I did the, actually in this studio, we did the ADR for us, which is ADR stands for additional dialogue replacement. Oh, okay. So when you see a film, um, probably like 50% of the audio wasn't done on the day. Right. So the, the voiceover stuff was so done sitting, after. Looking at a monitor. Of looking at a monitor. Thing. And like, so in this, spoiler, if you've never seen it, there's aliens, right? So he's on, he's on the moon but it's and he's. space. There shouldn't I be know. aliens. He's on the moon. There was it's no like, Apollo 18. Exactly. <gasps> there was no Apollo 18. <laughs> Mind blown. Oh my God. This is the Blair Witch secret mission that no one knows about. Oh. So these are the tapes from Apollo 18. I can't watch that now. Well. I can't. I'm spoiling it for you because these aliens are in the guy's helmet. He's freaking in out. In his helmet. Yeah. He freaks out, loses his mind. So we did all the ADR of him freaking out and like the reactions. And we did a bunch of stuff for the film. So I watched it in the theater. Right. And I'm waiting, you know, to see like my name in the credits at the oh. end. Because I'm like, hey, I did the ADR for this. Cool. Right. And waiting and waiting. And two guys in front of me. I hear the other one guy say to the guy, the movie sucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm all, now I'm offended because it, yeah. it wasn't, you know, it was interesting. My part was one whole afternoon, bro. Yeah, but I was like, dude. <laughs> Sounds good, though. Because yeah. <laughs> it did. The ADR was great. But that's one aspect of one aspect of the I film. I had the guy right? singing into a fishbowl, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> you don't even know what we did. <laughs> Show some appreciation for the craft, son. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
exactly. <laughs> popcorn and yeah. shit. Some some loose cannon at the front. Yeah. So even though <laughs> you know, even if if movies aren't that great and and people are hating on the movies, hey, you know what? Uh, it sounds it. good. I did the best job that I did. Yeah. So if the writing was bad or some, whatever, you know, but the sound's always going to be killing. And that's one kind of thing I've maintained throughout my career, knock on wood, and that's, you know, hopefully why I've been working this long. And I, The sound I, always is good. Is that's, and I think that reigns true for for everything that you do. And mm-hmm. I, like you probably feel the same in your job. Like whatever it is I do, I'm going to make sure it's the best possible job it can be. And <laughs> I love how you just, you winced at that shrug. one. But it's, I don't let it leave my hands unless, sure. unless I'm, I'm comfortable with it being awesome. Because yeah. all you need is, you know, that one file to go out to someone in post audio or who's doing the final mix and, and it's bad. Yeah. And, the, and they look at the name they're like, oh, you know, who, who recorded this? Oh, that Jeff guy. Right. Well, yeah, don't use sure. him again, you know, and freelance. you got to make sure everything's good. Yeah. So that's what I've really maintained throughout my career is just to make sure everything sounds as good as it possibly could be, even if it's maybe not a great movie or if, you know, it doesn't matter, the client, doesn't matter, whoever. Well, I, I think that you've, I think you've provided a a, a, a a large amount of advice for the podcast. Like when I'm, when I'm just doing my own thing, like when I'm not using your services You've been fantastic in providing some advice when I'm like, I don't know, it just doesn't sound very good. <clears throat> Have you tried pointing the mic in the right direction? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I wasn't going to say that. I wasn't going to go you there. Know, I was going to let but, that slide. But even that or like, you know, uh, you tried voice normalization and you tried, you know, doing the processing. Mm-hmm. There's some post-processing you can do. Like those those sort of things. Point the mic in the wrong direction. I don't give a shit about that anymore. It's it's such a funny situation. That's so that awesome. That to have so run great. into. Um, and it doesn't bother me in the slightest. I keep making the joke because it's a joke. You know what? I went to college for two years for that, so. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure you walked into a studio and it was already hung and you were like, hey, look at that. I guess that's how mics are hung. And then somebody explained it to you and you're like, all right, cool. And you never had to do it for yourself. I don't know if I would have known, looking at that microphone that you had, if I'd never used a microphone like that before if I had known to sing into the side of a microphone. Well, it, I don't know if it's I just that the mic I have has an end, a flat end. It looks like you're supposed to talk. It does. It does. What, it does. I, you know what? <clears throat> I'm over it. I, Fine. I've had a couple of therapy sessions. <laughs> We've discussed the microphone at length. All right. Um, no, I'm not bothered in the slightest about the microphone. Are you, are you crying? <laughs> I'm not crying. There's no you're crying. crying podcast. <laughs> There's no crying in podcast. There's yeah. no crying in podcast. Podcast. Um, yeah. So here's the here's the question. <laughs> there's there's a couple of things. One, one is <laughs> there's, there's crying from laughing though. Yes. So that's, that's the, a laugh. That's the important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Um, so there's two questions, and they probably won't work that well together. But the first question I've got, specifically around the idea of using a-listers in, in uh, you know animation or in. Uh, broadcast stuff and um, there's an obvious reason because that, mm-hmm. that name helps to sell tickets it does um and they're talented and they're talented yeah but how many times would would you say it's all the time that the that a, a voice is chosen um because there okay let me think about this for a second because there's two different things about voice acting one is the voice actor mm-hmm. right a voice actor someone who uses their voice to, to to do different things with it as opposed mm-hmm. to an actor who uses their voice to be that character, right? Yeah. So a voice actor that you're talking about, the talent in Toronto who, you know, they could be any character because they've they're just been doing it for so long mm-hmm. uh, versus 
a celebrity like Samuel L. Jackson doesn't come in and I'll start and sudden start doing a different voice. He just does Samuel L. Jackson's voice. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find more often than not that you prefer the voice actor whose job it is to use their voice versus an actor whose job it is to be a, to be the actor? Excellent question. Um, and I'll tell you, I've been on both sides of that. Right. And one of them was a kid's show. And I won't say which one, but it was a kid's show where the actors were cast on their voices. Oh, my God, that kid has an, a cute, such a cute voice. Right. You know, this it was an eight-year-old that sounded like she smoked a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> like, had this gruff, like, hey, man. Like, it was really cute. And everyone was like, oh, it's so cute. So they hired that actor. And same with the other four actors. Right. And they weren't strong actors. This gig, you have to act. It's an acting gig. So it took twice as long to record because the director had to like really, really push them for For performance. For each line and... Yeah. Because it's like if it's a flat read, it doesn't translate on picture in animation. It's got to be like, hey, high energy and crazy when if you're like, oh, no, look over there. It doesn't work. So right. you have to like amp up a kid to get really, really, uh, 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 or push that energy, you yeah. know, and have them drawn out of it's just performance drawn out of them is, is really tough to do. Yeah. We had to get, for one show, we had to get a kid to, uh, we'd stop and we'd run them around the block. Just to get them worked up? <laughs> to or? get them worked up yeah. and like just, okay, let's go. And we'd literally take them out for a walk. Wow. Just to kind of amp up the energy and then bring them in and throw them behind a microphone and get a performance. So, um, I will always go with an actor um, who can act, you yeah. know, and then and their voice is almost an afterthought. Like it's cool to have a cool voice, right? But really, you you really have to act. And then with and it's funny as you were saying that it reminded me of another gig where they hired Weird Al to do a voice. Okay, and is he recognizable? Yeah, kind of, somewhat. But he was like, "Hey, can I do like this voice? Can I be like an old guy?" Like he was. He wanted to do all these voices, and they're yeah. like, no, like, just be you. Just be you, yeah. because we want Weird Al. Yeah. And that's why, you know, if you hire an A-lister, the reason you hire Liam Neeson is because you hear the movie, and you're like, oh, that's Liam Neeson. That's Liam Neeson. You know, yeah. like, oh, I know that voice from somewhere. Yeah. And then they look it up, and then they search it, and that's, oh, it's Liam Neeson. Yeah. And it gives you, again. That's like know. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown, to me, is like the guy who played the Kurgan, for instance, right? And right. He was a sergeant and. um a Starship Troopers, and he played a, a guy in The Mandalorian, a big, big dude. Does a lot with makeup, mm-hmm. right? But his voice is super recognizable until he's Mr. Krabs. And then he's SpongeBob's Mr. Krabs. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit, Clancy Brown is Mr. Krabs. So I got to say to my, <laughs> my daughter, I'm like, I cannot wait until I get to show you who that guy is. Right. You know? And, and we were watching The Mandalorian, my son and I, yeah. and I went, that's Mr. Krabs. Yeah. And he goes, What? You know, like that sort of, that sort of stuff to me, like that's, like that's what makes for a great, a great character actor. And that you know? is exactly, you, you hit the nail on the head. Like that is an actor, yeah. you know, that, that's able to use their voice. I work with Toronto actors right now that they come up with voices and I still, to this day, I'm like, what is that voice? <laughs> About 20 years I've been working with them. Yeah. And I turn my head, I'm like, who's that? And oh, wow, it's the dude right. that I've been working with for 20 years. And yeah. there's a, a woman I work with as well. Uh, her name is Julie Lemieux. And just phenomenal. Right. And she's been in, you know, probably 50% of the cartoons that I have recorded and for 20 years. Right. And she's still, and she was in the nut job. She was the little okay. kid uh, at the ice cream stand in the nut job. 
Oh. And then she's bounce on a show called, uh, I want to say, Miss Spider, I think. Um, but she plays like, she can play an old woman. She can play like a young girl. It's just, and, and that doesn't limit you, yeah. you know, because then that's it. Then you got a career. And if you're the kid doing the voice, you know, doing a cute kid voice on a show, well, guess what? You got maybe a, a three-year window. Doing the cute kid voice. But at some point, you're going to have to grow up and be an actor. Right. Well, it's one of the and things And your voice that, is going to change. So and like Franklin's going to be like, oh, look out. Over here. <laughs> and you're like, oh, recast, you're done. Off you go, buddy. Yeah. Now you get to be Franklin's older brother. Exactly. Um, it comes back to, you know, I, I did a, a, a small demo for reading The Gruffalo. And you and I sat together and yeah. you directed me. And it was one of the things that you said to me that I've, I've always thought about is you went, yeah, you can act. You know, you're, you won't get you won't get me as the director because you had to give me a lot of direction, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, you won't get me as the director. So, although you can act, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get some kind of training because it's you know what I mean. Like, it's a muscle. It, it's 100%. a craft. I mean, I've seen people walk in and they're naturals at it. Boom. Right. You know, you can hit a tennis ball and you're a natural. Wow. And people say, oh, they're, they're gifted. You right. know, they're a gifted tennis player. Um, but it was I think it's Steffi Graf, like the the 10,000 hour rule where she hit, you know, or 10,000 tennis balls or something. It's like, it's acting as a muscle and you have to use it. You have to get in the, the mirror and like, and look at your face and screw up your face as you do it. And like express yourself and be, you know, be ready to fall on your butt. I love that expression too, because you have to go that far in animation, you know? Well, it, it, it really was a, it was a pointer that, that really stuck with me. And I remember like coming out of it going, well, yeah, I mean, like, there's uh, because I can do a ton of voices. I hope that didn't and, discourage you because no, you're good at it. No, not no, not at all. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no, it's, that. it was cool. It was just it took work to get there. Do you know what was what was awful is mm. that I, when <laughs> do you I know what was horrible, Jeff. The experience was awful. No, no, no. Was that I? Um, this this is between you and I and anybody who's listening. <laughs> by the way, so this, I sent, this is no time of a private I, I uploaded, conversation. I uploaded the the thing to YouTube. I'll, I'll put a link to it. Oh, cool. Um, but I uploaded it to YouTube, and. Uh, one of my friends texted me. He said, "Oh, I saw your video mm-hmm. uh, of your demo, your demo voice thing." Yeah. And he goes, uh, "It made me feel sorry for you." And I, I was like, "Dude, that's the most discouraging shit I've ever heard in my life." Like, that's what? Yeah, what yeah, kind yeah. of comments that? I don't know. What does that mean? Uh, is he, he? Why would I try something new or something? It was just one of those comments where I was like, "Oh, you're the worst." That's kind of a dick comment. It was a dick comment. Yeah. Luckily, I don't think he listens to the podcast. <laughs> Because he probably hates it. <laughs> Dude, I heard your podcast. Some, I some, felt sorry for you. I felt sorry for you. I don't know why you're trying what are you, anything. What are you doing? I just, I just said, oh, that's that's not great. What a weird thing to say. It's a very strange, defeatist kind of like, yeah, you shouldn't try that. Yeah. That sort of thing. And then another friend of mine actually watched it, and I, I said, oh, did you see the – he goes, I did. You did three distinct voices. I said – well, there were six. But <laughs> <laughs> you did three. Yeah, he's like distinct hey, voices. But he's but he was like those three voices were good. The other one sounded kind of like the other ones. Like right, there's, right. it's. I mean, there were six characters, you know, or well, there's five. It's hard, man. That's still it's hard to out do. Out of that, I had three. And I mean, I remember the directions were like, you know, listen, you're a snake. Could you make it more sibilant? You know, and yeah. Like, That's an owl. Could you sound a bit, you know? And those those were the directions. I was like, oh, of course, that makes a lot of sense. Sure. It to me, it was easy. Like I, I think I think because I've always had that sense of play. Mm-hmm. You know, doing voices with my kids is is like a natural. It's always the thing that comes out is like yeah, yelling and doing voices. So 
And that's I'm where it starts, and that's a great super, place to start. Super, right? super fascinated with the process. Yeah. I, I think when you when you started talking about uh, that, you were a director in a show, well, a pirate show. No, uh, yeah, pirates and art. Yeah, was it a couple of seasons or one season? Two seasons that went. Two seasons. Adventures in art. Yeah, adventures in art, mm-hmm. and you got to like you were a director in that. Yeah. Like, how was that? That was cool because uh, you watch Star Trek. I, uh, you remember like old school, like I'm with Worf? A flash shirt and, yeah, I remember okay. Worf. So, sure. okay. I, I equate it to that because I've been sitting beside really good directors mm-hmm. for a long time. And, you know, I, I think knowledge is, is accumulative. And as you go, you steal a little bit of this and a little bit of this. And it all adds up to the next job totally. that you do, right? So, I've been learning from all these amazing directors. And then, um, and I'd always suggest things. I'm like, hey, what if we did this? Right. Know, what if we like said this or we, you know, and, you ha- kind of have to know your place. Like, I'm not going to go up to the director and producer balance, and right. be like, hey, guys, wait a minute. This joke would work better. <laughs> you know, like, I'm not going to do that. But once you get that relationship and you're comfortable, if I see something that's going to better their production, right? at the end of the day, they're going to get credit for it. Yeah. Because it's like produced by, my name's not going to be on there. Yeah. Right? Under producer or writer. Uh, I mean, historically, but never. I, <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> but if I suggest it, then... It's, yeah, you know, everyone. But it also it, it also helps wins. the director. That's like the the person who you're working with. It helps for them to to have a, a suggestion that's valuable. Exactly. As opposed to like I've got an opinion you should hear. Exactly. I'm not that guy. I'm not just going to go out there and yeah. just throw it out there. But if I really firmly believe in something and I have that relationship, and that's important to establish that relationship, and if my director's struggling or someone's struggling, I'll maybe be like, Hey guys, what about this? Right. And nine times out of ten, you it works get out. no. Oh. You get, no thanks, Jeff. Uh, it's like, so it's, I equate it to Worf because, like, Worf is like, why not fire the photon over? And por- they're always like, no, Worf, shut up. Like, they never, they never say yes for his ideas. Like, they shoot, he has to be the guy that they shoot down every time, you know? <laughs> and he's like, like, tear, because he's always like, oh, try this. Let's take the shuttle down. And they're like, no, Worf, yeah. stupid. Why, We're not why, doing that. We're doing this. There's so, air escaping from the ship. Why don't we close that door? No, Warp. It's <laughs> like, oh, Warp. Why do Warf. you go back to firing the photons, Warp? <laughs> exactly. That's what it is. So that's, but I would but always try. Time. I would always try. The but tenth I, time is what matters. Well, this is what happened. When I got a chance, the, uh, the director took a phone call and walked out and took a phone call. She's like, oh, Jeff, just direct this for me. Right. And this is it. So this is my shot. So I'm like, uh, okay. So I jump in. So I'm directing. I'm like, try this, try this. And we do the thing. And she had snuck back in after a phone call and kind of uh, watched, like, watched over, right? Right. And, uh, and after the session, she pulled me aside. She's like, do you want to direct a show? And uh, I said, yeah, hell yeah. Let's try it. Of course, you have that little <laughs> voice and you're back to war voice going, well, what about the photons? They're not going to, you know, it's, you doubt yourself. Yeah. And, uh, Imposter syndrome. Very, yeah, very totally. much everybody's problem. And then she told me how much money it was. And I was and like, you know yes. what? I'm going to try it. I'm going to try this directing thing. <laughs> I can only honestly fail for two seasons. You know what? <laughs> if I if I do it once and I suck, and that's kind of, that's how I got into engineering because right. when I took the job, I'm like, if I, I'm going to do it for five years. If I suck, then I'll go back to my other job, you know? Honestly, it was my mentality. What was your you job before? I'm not, really? You're going to make me say it? <laughs> well, you said you, if I, I'll, I'll go back to my old job. It was a retail stripping. job. Oh. It was, yeah, I worked in retail. Not male stripper. And that was, that was a male stripper. No, it was also a male stripper. Also a male stripper. So um, you put the link on my old uh, Charles Everglades link. Oh, well I actually, I, it, look, I've got it uh, wow, bookmarked got a, on my phone. Look at that. You've got an 8x10. Charles 10. Everglades? I can sign that for you. <laughs> Charles Everglades? Yeah. Is that what you just called yourself? Middle name in your first street that you lived on? 
Charles Everglades. I honestly had no idea that's what That's a thing. That's your no way. That's your poor name. What's your poor name? <clears throat> Middle name and then street you grew up on. Uh wow. Go. Quinn Sunnyside. Oh my god, that is the best <laughs> poor name ever. Are you serious? Yeah. Quinn Sunnyside? Yeah. That is brilliant. You're I'm welcome. Here, I'm here to fix the cobble. <laughs> <laughs> my name is Queen. Hello, I'm Queen Sunnyside. I'm Queen. Queen. Sunny side up today. <laughs> Would you like oh some? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Sunnyside. Um, uh, yeah. I Finish no off idea. that thought. So we were back. She gave me the shot to direct, and uh, and that was it. So out of the gate, I got my first show directing, and now I'm like, I'm like, this is it. So I'm gonna be a director. I get to well, I get to say my joke. Right. I can use now. I now it's me. Now yeah. Worf gets his own way. So shut up. Right. Right. I can do my own thing. And two seasons later, you're recording again. And then, <laughs> no, and then CBC calls, and they're like, hey, you know, like, now it's a boardroom of people. Right. Who are like, hey, you know, we like that joke. It works really well, except it doesn't work with the audience. You know, we don't think it's right. It's the right, oh, no. not the right timing for the audience. And, and I'm this just is, like, you this know, is the, honestly, This is why Worf didn't get to This is why Worf didn't go. Not to say it didn't work, because I think it did. And I wrote a couple jokes for the nut job, too, that right. were funny, and they worked, and everyone laughed in the room. Until you know, they were overdubbed by until until you in the theater and waiting for the joke and it gets cut. I'm like, oh, really, guys? Oh, it was funny. That's too bad. Um, you know, well, you're a funny guy. Well, I have my moments. It's true, but yeah, again, you're not it's not always funny. But going back to your friend too, that would be like if if you today were like, well, you directed and now you suck. Oh, I, so you don't direct, <laughs> or yeah, if like if your buddy's like, well. You know, your voices weren't that good. Are you going to be like, well, one person said that I wasn't very good, so I guess I'm just going to stop doing anything, you know? like. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't done anything since, but I, I would like to think that it's not because of him. I think it's because I honestly have no idea what to do. And you're doing like 12 things right now. I'm kind of doing a lot. You're that, always busy. <clears throat> yeah, sure, but I, people are always busy and still manage to figure out what they want. I, I, this is – I don't I know we're bringing it back to this, but I really do like the idea – of doing voice work, and mm-hmm. I think it is a thing that I, I think I would be good at, but I really do believe I need some kind of training before I can consider myself like actually trying to do voice work for an actual living, and not even for a living, just as a, hey, can I come and do some voice work? And it may even come down to, I'm going to write a fucking show, you know what I mean? And like that's the, the henchman thing, the, the uh, hired goon. The whole purpose of that was so I could play with voices and 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 write a script that said like this guy's going to sound like this and he sounds like that and that's how he talks you know and that's mm-hmm. just how it is. But mm-hmm. He doesn't have to. It's just it's one of those things that I've built into the whole process. Cool. So you know, and I, I remember discussing with you one time. You said oh, I have this idea for a uh, show called When I Was Nineteen. Mm-hmm. I said it's weird because that's a site I built, you know, fifteen years ago and. I just let that uh, URL go. So if you're if you're thinking oh. about, <laughs> you might want to go. Let me just it. register that right now. You actually. should try that. I, that I had it for 16 years or something. It's uh-huh. fucking bananas. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I I just was so far away from 19 that I, it made no sense to keep it. It, was, it got weird. Nostalgic. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I I think part of it is like, you know, I always think of you as as focusing on a certain direction. You know, and it's interesting to hear you say, like, so I'll try directing because th- that option was pre- presented to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, do you feel like can, – can you s- start to say, like, I'm, I'm going to try directing again. I'm going to talk to somebody and say, are you, do you have a show for me? Or is it like – just like the freelance thing as a, as a recording engineer, 
do you need to wait for someone to offer a new show or? I got lucky with the direction thing. Um, and since then I've directed a few little things here and there. I worked on a, on a Disney movie, uh, a little while back and I, it was in the producer and director was in Los Angeles and I was here and my actor was here. So we linked up via internet, which is awesome. Right. So they were looking at the video as I was recording my actor and I was looking at the video and I ended up kind of directing a little bit. Right. And I, again, I, I, I read my client, but they weren't in the room with me. You know, it was just me, and I would suggest something, and I said, as soon as I was like, hey, we should try it like this, um, and then we did it, and we did the playback, and the director was like, I love it. Oh, good. Awesome. And as soon as that happened, that was kind of the green light for me. Not so, like a, they had a button went, uh, <clears throat> what are you doing? Worf, actually, no, thanks. <laughs> We're not going to do that, but we'll do Worf, another one. I feel like I'm going to get you a T-shirt that has Worf's face on like it. Like sad face? <laughs> sad face of Worf. Yeah. Um, so I, I technically... I directed a lot of that stuff. Yeah. And then, because he would do what he wanted, and then I would suggest it. And he ended up, I just saw it on TV. It was on uh, Disney Plus, Disney Channel or Disney Plus or something. And uh, and a lot of the lines that I suggested made it into the movie. Huh. It's interesting. Which is really cool. Are you able to say the movie or no? Uh, yeah, I can say it. It's uh, Zombies. Zombies 2. Zombies it's, 2. Zombies 2. The first one was very successful. So the second one was... Uh, more zombies. Zombies are hot right now. Zombies just so you know. are so hot. Um, so yeah, it was. Uh, it's on TV now, and you can stream it. Cool. But um, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't a matter of me like saying, "Oh, I'm going to direct this." It was like, you know what? I I think this might. You just be took cool. a moment and and, and yeah, made it happen. And it was at the end of the day, it was his call if he used it or not. But right. I just wanted to present all the options to him. So that was kind of engineering plus direction. Yeah. Um, and it was great. I love that stuff. You know. Um. Just getting back to your point a second ago, I think it's important to touch on. You were like, you know what? I should probably take a course or something. I should probably learn. Right. Definitely. <laughs> and not to say, oh, that sounded really bad. Not to say you suck. 100% you. I'm you saying, need to fucking get... no, because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And there's, oh, and no. there's things that I've kind of explained on direction. Not me upset. That's no, no. true. But I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why this is important too, is because last weekend I just did a, a course, and I'll give a shout out plug for this uh, too on MoCap U. It's called MoCap Uni- University. Right. And it's my friend Ivan Sherry, who is Inspector Gadget. Go, go, Gadget Legs. He's right. that guy. He's the voice. He's of, the voice okay. of Inspector Gadget. And he's also uh, the game voice on Assassin's Creed and all these cool games. Oh, okay. So he teaches a little course in how to do voiceover for gaming. Ooh, neat. I've been recording voice for 20 years. You know, I, I kind of thought I had it down. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and he asked me to come in as like a guest engineer to engineer this class. Oh, so you okay. can take this class. It's 10 people maximum. Right. And he gets you in a room and basically tells you how to do audio for gaming ah. and voice for gaming. And it is night and day. Right. From any other From voiceover animation. I've ever done. Right. Animation animation or voiceover or audiobooks or commercials. You know, you can right. be like, uh, in a world right. where one man, like that stuff. That lives in its own space. Gaming audio blew me away. Really? Unbelievable. And I just sat there in awe. And my jaw dropped as they're, he's teaching this stuff. And that's something that, I again, I never, I've been doing it for 20 years. I didn't even know that was a thing. Right. Because it used to be back in the day for video games, the sound, if you get killed, like, what would it be? Like, what example, oh. if I was like, hey, 
something like that. That's right? that's actually closer to nowadays because right. back in the day would be like, oh, you know, it's like, oh, weird. It's, it's like dramatic and like. I always big. thought getting shot was like a gut punch. Well, it is <clears throat> now on these games. It's like, right. and then it's like, uh, you have to go through all these different ways to die. Right. And one is like throat cut. Oh, like a gurgling sound. Yeah. So you have yeah. to like, and like you, they're like, no, no, like more, you know, more blood in here, and then a stealth bullet. Like a silencer, you got hit by a silencer. Yeah, and another one is like, oh, it's ninety nine ways to die that you go through this whole thing, and then it's all like, oh, shout out commands for like grenade over here, right? And it's projecting, you know, one hundred feet away, so right. it can't be just like, hey, grenade over here. It's not a voiceover. Yeah. It's, I don't want to distort my mic, but it's like grenade now. Right. It's, it's intense. Yeah. And these guys are sweating when they come out, and they do that for four hours at a time. But is that not similar to, like, animation when, when someone is saying, like, hey, by the way, they're really far away. Like, hey, you're going to have to yell. It's or like, they don't do that. It's like hyper-animation. Really? It's even more intense. That's and interesting. It was, so it was just cool to watch this whole uh, lesson. And, yeah. I, and I'm still learning. Like, you know, I learned stuff that day. I'm just like, oh, animation. Again, I'm going to put that in my back pocket. So I'm like, you know what? If it comes down to it. I could probably direct a video game now because I, I get it. Because <laughs> I like took I one know class. <laughs> Actually, I've been working with him for about two years. The first class that I saw. Um, Screw you, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. The first class blew my mind, and right. uh, I've been working with him for uh, okay. For so over it's, a year it's now. The, the, <laughs> it's funny because the way the way I was reading your <laughs> your story was that you took, you went to do this once. You're like a guest recording engineer. <laughs> I did this once, and now I could do it. Now like, I can make a video game. That is extraordinarily confident. Yes. No. <laughs> not not the case at all. Now I could record um, a video game. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. So uh, two years of of helping out and uh, yeah. I mean getting paid, obviously freelance recording engineer. Yeah. And, oh yeah. It's so I, I got paid as an engineer, but it was just it's cool to be uh, again exposed to that, hmm. right? So. And you saying, you know, I should probably take class. I'm like, yeah, anyone who wants to get into that, take a class. There's right. some amazing, and we can put some links up too. Yeah. There's some amazing instructors in the city where go in uh, and it'll cost you a few hundred bucks and sure. and just learn and figure out, oh, this of... is what happens for in an audition. This is what you need for a demo. Yeah. Um, all that stuff is really important because you don't know. You don't know that you come in and the engineer sets this up and you have a script, you know, and this this happens and then this goes off and you don't tell the director, you know, oh, let me change this. It's like, there's, there's (laughs) steps that you have to know to do this, Yeah, but it's a good gig. And once you're in, you're kind of in. It was a super illuminating experience, regardless of the fact that uh, I should never do it ever. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was, it was a lot of fun because of the fact that, Mm -hmm. that, you know, I did get instant reaction from you. Like, oh, that was good. Maybe try it like that. Like it was, it was super fun Mm -hmm. to... I think part of it was that I really fed off of being told how to do because me reading that book, I'd been reading that book for like three years to my kids and I right. never had anybody tell me, Hey, by the way, maybe you should try it this way. Like I've been reading the snakes the same way. And you're like, just drag those S's out. I'm like, drag them out further. Are you insane? <laughs> Why? It's crazy. <laughs> I'm trying to get that child to back, you know, in my, in my head. Like, go how to much bed. time do we have? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's enough of that snake. <laughs> Oh, you're like, drag them out, drag them out. I'm I'm paying by the hour here. You know, like it was one of those funny, it was one of those things where I think I was taking it from the point of view of a parent reading a book to a kid. Yeah. I never had to be consistent. Like those voices are never consistent because 
fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, I do Cat in the Hat. I do all these. And my, my daughter refuses to let me read a book without it sounding like another voice. That's so, so amazing. She's constantly pulling up. There's a pirate book. That's such a good memory for her, too. Like, she's, you know. She's going to remember that forever, yeah. and that's awesome. And she does voices now. She goes, oh, do you know I can sound like Batman? Oh, stop. And she's fucking eight-year-old. I'm Batman. I'm like, you don't sound like Batman. I'm like, that's bang on, honey. You know what I mean? Like, you're so <laughs> Encouragement, not... right? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, that's, she's that's a YouTuber huge. now. She's making YouTube videos. What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Female man. clay YouTuber. That's amazing. Yeah, soon she'll be making Shout three out. times my salary, and that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I got to get my son on that stuff, too. He's, uh, he's right into drama. And, oh yeah, uh, and he really uh, he needs to pursue that because he he would be great, and he does great voices too. He does like a killer Russian accent. Oh yeah, um, which I I can't even do, but he he nails it. So it's the it's the H. Hello, hello, hello. yeah, yeah, which is great. <laughs> Declan's big into that too, so like, I'm always like, hello, Declan, hello, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> he snipped, yeah, he snaps right into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. That's at amazing. It. He's, he's really great. I mean, he's 13. I said something. Actually, we, we talked about this, and mm-hmm. um, this is probably an aside, but we we you and I, you'd said something about you should get your kids into this, get mm-hmm. your kids into voice stuff. And I was like, oh, is that a like that's a thing? They're like, oh yeah, for for sure, for real. And like I said it to Declan, he goes, really? How do I do that? And I was like, uh, I don't, I, I don't honestly know. Like that's just me talking out my ass. So. Right. We're going to have to, we will put a whole bunch of links up, yeah. I think, because I think it would be helpful to direct people in. Not everybody's built for it. Look, <clears throat> listen, not everybody's built for podcasting. Not everybody's built for staying on a stage and hosting a networking event. These are all things I do. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's built for burning themselves with a soldering iron. Not everybody's built for recording. And not everybody's built to be an actor, you know? Yeah. Just because you like being creative doesn't necessarily mean you're an actor or whatever. I think if you're really, truly interested in it, there are a paths that you could take mm-hmm. to at least try, mm-hmm. you know? And I've always felt like, like as long as I'm trying, there's a benefit to it. We had that one discussion once where uh, I think I'd, I'd mentioned about voice stuff. And, and when I say, oh, you know, I tell someone that's what I do for a living. A lot of the time I get, oh, you know, my friend Steve, <laughs> he does like an awesome Daffy Duck. Like you gotta, yeah, you gotta get great. him in the studio. It's like one, amazing. He's voice. an amazing Shaggy. That's one voice. That's one voice. He's amazing. Yeah. Like he can do Shaggy, but it's like, okay, that's cool. But there's already a Shaggy. Yeah. So not for unless long, they're <laughs> well, unless they're recasting and doing a remake again, and then you're gonna go out for the role of Shaggy. Yeah. You might get it. And honestly, that guy is imitating an actor. Like he's not imitating Shaggy. He's, he's not, imitating somebody's rendition of Shaggy. Exactly. And that's the to me that's the hardest part is, you know, you need to be an actor doing a, a role as opposed to I can imitate somebody's yeah. voice like Mr. Crack <clears throat> like I was <clears throat> we got we went to Universal Studios and we were walking up and it was like Patrick and Spongebob and they were mm-hmm. standing there and, and Dex says ask them where, where your spatula is so I, just <laughs> asked them, I was like Spongebob where's your spatula like this and they just grabbed me and hugged me and I was, all of a sudden I was like hugged by two like big foamy things and they took a picture of me going like <laughs> You know, like, right, 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 right. This isn't as fun as I thought. You know, right, right. SpongeBob touched my bop. You know, but he didn't. <laughs> They're not allowed. I don't think. But, Are they not? Um, no, I don't. Probably not. Yeah. Anyways, but it was it was so much fun because Declan was the one who said, you know, you do a ton of Mr. Krabs. Go ahead and right. yell yell something out. Right. You know, so and have him react was super cool. Which is awesome. And you know, heaven forbid if he quits or passes away, Nancy Brown. Oh my then, God, no. Then that you're in. You know what heaven I mean? Forfeit. But it's like no, I'm not. you gotta you gotta get 
it, it's great to imitate a voice, but that's happened, I can tell you, twice, twice in my career. Two times in 20 years. <laughs> Where someone they cast could, could Ace Ventura. Yeah, we did oh, an Ace Ventura cartoon. talked about this That's right. Before. And the dude sounded like Ace Ventura and could <clears throat> imitate him. And that's what they were looking for. I they remember were looking you for playing Jim me Carey. his demo reel. Did I? Didn't he do the uh, Star Wars, he, Star Trek, wow. Star Trek audition? That's an excellent memory. That was yeah. 15 oh, years ago. Oh, it stuck with me. It really stuck with me. Yeah. Because the range of what he was doing was just like, it was incredible. Like, it wasn't even like he was a great Picard or anything like that. But like, yeah. he'd walk in and, and do like, I, I don't know what the voice I need to do. But, mm-hmm. you know, hey, there's Wookiee here. He's a what? A wharf? There's wharf. I don't even know what a wharf is. Is that a thing that the it's a jetty? What's a jetty? Ah, oh, shit. A key? Ah, uh, I'm all nautical now. I don't know what's going on. You know. And that works, and that's fun. And he would, and it was like he had this whole thing, and mm-hmm. I, was, I just couldn't believe it. And you're like, this is the guy who's doing Ace Ventura, right? So that's funny. Yeah, no, no, it really stuck with me. Yeah, that's really cool. That that's, I remember. Uh, I, I, <laughs> what's awesome that you remember that whole demo because I'd actually forgotten the demo. <clears throat> oh, but, I don't remember uh, the whole I demo. I, I just remember he, the demo was incredible. I don't even know like what he did after that. I think he moved to LA and uh, I don't know what he was doing. I think he changed his name and Coke. <laughs> Became Quinn Sunnyside. He's definitely Quinn Sunnyside. Can't match that. Oh awesome. Quinn Sunnyside. Dude, you should totally interview him for your next podcast. Oh my God. Quinn Sunnyside. Quinn Sunnyside. It would just be like music from the mic. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> so, Quinn Sunnyside, what I'm do Quinn. you do? Not a lot. I spent a lot of time uh, scratching. I'm itchy a lot. Bad. I got this itch. Oh my goodness. Where's it from? I don't know. It's a rash. Quinn. Quinn Sunnyside became less attractive. You like should do. You should do the Quinn show. That should be a separate podcast, honestly. <laughs> yeah, let me just Costume. carve that time out of my day. I barely get this one done. Exactly. Um, so we've managed to pepper in some advice, and I, I, I wonder for anybody like you actually teach. Uh, you do you still run the program at Trevis? Yeah, we should do a shout out there. <clears throat> so you've been running that program for a while now. Man, I got in part-time to to run the program and fix a few things and hire a few people. I'm like, I'll come in for a year, then I'm out. <laughs> I'll try this for a year. That was eight years ago. <laughs> eight years ago. <laughs> I'm still running the program. But I also teach there. I teach uh, – so I don't teach acting or directing. Uh, I actually teach recording and music right. production, um, which is basically, you know, how to work this stuff and microphones. And um, that's great because, honestly – Teaching the reward that you get, you're in a room with like-minded people and you just do a few little things and people are like, whoa. Right. That is so cool. I didn't think of doing it like that or I didn't think of this. And uh, I have some really great teaching stories and and those are the things that make it worthwhile. Yeah. And honestly. plus it's an, a revenue stream that didn't exist. That's true too. That's, you know what? And that's a backup too, right? Yeah. Because I have my engineering gig and then I have my kind of steady uh, teaching gig. For a freelancer... A steady, a steady job is, is, is fantastic. So I have the luxury of having both things, and I'm really grateful for that, too. Yeah. But the thing is, is you, you do actually guide careers before their careers, right? Like, if someone's sort of into it, do you find you, like, do you, does it bring you further along? Like, you're like, oh, my God, you're so into this. Let's do this. Let's try this. And if even if, like, 90% of the class is going, oh, man, I can't believe we're, this is so hard. And that's, there's one excited person, you're like, 
you're going to be going. You're going to be keeping going. And that is the full circle stuff, my yeah. friend. You know, I get to do the same thing that my teachers did to me. And so I'll see this guy. And I'll be like, <laughs> I'm like, are you sure you don't want me to do this? For 500 I, I worked on the nut job. <laughs> I, I honestly... Um, no, I've seen things in students where I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you're you're good at this. Yeah. You don't know that you're good at it yet, but you're good at that. Yeah. And, I'll, and I'll nudge them a little bit towards that. Um, my fo- I guess you could say um, my most famous student is Noah, uh, a.k.a. 40. His nickname is 40. Uh, and I taught him, uh, man, probably eight years ago, maybe nine years ago. Um, but he got teamed up he worked he was really good with beats and he was already good right like, he's already cool we just kind of pointed him in the right direction we sat him with another engineer friend of mine uh uh named gadget who was uh, oh. an old friend of mine you met Gadget. i have met Gadget. so um we hooked him up with gadge and and you know he put in the hours man that the dude is a worker and then he got hooked up with a guy named socrates who said oh you should work with this guy named drake and the two of them got together and uh and he started producing drake Cool. And he's done all, he's Drake's main producer. He's done all Drake's hits, basically. Okay. And so I taught him like eight years ago. So I feel bad that you were like, you know, Noah. He's 40 something. No, old? yeah, Noah should be. His, his nickname's 40. 40. Oh, just yeah. 40. Okay. He started a company called OVO. Oh, OVO. Which is. Uh, the, the, the clothing the, and With the clothing, the owl, yeah. and the, on the logo of the Raptors. Yeah. You know? So it's pretty, pretty well known. It's a pretty big deal. <laughs> kind of a big deal, just so you know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's it's bad when you're like Noah, and you looked at me like for a long time, and I was like, the guy with the arc. <laughs> I thought. Well, I thought because I thought you saw because uh, the other no. studio we had like the you know the gold records and stuff. Sure. And his, his name was all mm-hmm. over that stuff. Mm-hmm. No, I don't look that closely at that oh. sort of thing. Well, there you go. I, I feel bad that I haven't, but it's uh, fine. Um, but anyways. on the Grammy, it said yeah, Gadget's name was on the uh, on the Grammy, but Noah's uh, he's a big part of OVO. Oh, cool. And along with Drake. And it was their kind of thing together that they launched. Oh, that's and, super cool. Um, yeah, so you know, it's I didn't I didn't know. Who knows? Like the guy at the back of the class was going to be a multimillionaire, right. one of the biggest producers in the world. You know, yeah. I, just, I taught everyone equally, and he was just there and and loved loved music and loved and critical and hypercritical inherent talent plus a work ethic that was unmatched. By probably most of the yeah. rest of the class. Right? Yeah, like, that's you know what that's really important too, and I'm glad you said that because that's something that I can't and I'm unable to teach is work ethic. Yeah, you know, a student comes in and, and they're like, hey, you know, I'm the next big thing. Right. I'm like, okay, well, guess what? You got to work. And Forty will tell you when he first started, he hated his beats. Yeah. He hated his stuff. He's like, my stuff is terrible. Like, I hate it. But the dude practiced and he got better right. and now he's an innovator and people follow him as a trend you know, sure. like he starts a trend and the rest follow which i think is that's really cool when you get to that stage you know and, and you do something weird with a compressor and then all of a sudden two months later i hear four other tracks on the radio right with doing what effect. he did like, yeah. oh let's try what he did you know so and he's such a hard worker that um we were talking about he just won like three Grammys or something. Okay. And I was like, dude, congratulations. That's awesome. Like, are you guys, what are you doing? Are you going to Miami with Drake and doing a big thing? And he's like, no, um, we got to go in the studio tomorrow. We got, we're working. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know? And he's like, that's, no, we can't slow down. Do Jay Z's coming out with these, it. have these Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> have a small... It's <laughs> Um No, he's like, no, Jay Z's coming out with a single tomorrow. So we got to get back in the studio. You right. Know, we got to work. And I just, I admire that because the dude just, uh, 
he's just a hard worker and always once you're number one where, where another, do you go from there's there? another number one waiting though exactly right? you can only go down right so he's yeah. like no we gotta stay on top and we gotta keep on on uh, uh innovating and right. moving on so so that's what you do to your your class i try to keep them down <laughs> no, I try to. Yeah, that's right. No, but no one to, take my job. Try, I try, try to inspire. Try to inspire. Sure. Like to say, look, I've been doing this for twenty something years. Do you want to? Like, I think the funny thing about it, <clears throat> we don't live in a, you know, I mean, we do live in a nine to five world, but we don't have that same kind of, you know, our parents clocked in and out of places. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, it's a, it's a, it's a very different world than what our parents lived in. So to have someone who can create a longevity in their career purely based off of, and what I would say is work ethic as well, you know, like mm-hmm. it, you can't just say, I want to always produce the best quality sound I can. It's, I am going to consistently do that. You know what I mean? It's like consistently make a good product. So you became, you become known as a, that's astute. As, a as a creator of a good product. That's a, that's a good observation. I Cause like garbage that. in, garbage out, buddy. Dude, I say that all the time. Do you? Yeah. I say that oh. to my students. It's true. Oh, that's amazing. No. Put a lipstick on a pig. <laughs> Why'd you do that? I thought I'd make it look pretty. <laughs> I'm going to start using that. I'm going to start using that now. <laughs> Can't lipstick on a pig. I'm going to use that. And I don't, yeah. Anyways, sorry. You don't know this, but I, I feel a lot of pressure uh, when I when I record my own episodes. Really? Uh, yeah. And, and knowing that you maybe listen to the podcast, but- the, the idea that I have to I have to kind of create the same kind of sound quality uh, for myself that you create for us because when we go into the studio I don't give a shit like I, I don't have to it's mm-hmm. just I'm sitting in front of a mic it's my job I always sound pretty good you know yeah. what I mean so like I can I can <clears throat> I can come away from that with some files and and, mm-hmm. and go like I can just edit I don't even have to think about it right. when I record for myself the only thing I have control over normally is me. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, whoever's calling in, it's like over Skype or whatever it is, I, I can't control that. So I try to level out as best I can. Like, I put way more effort into my post-production stuff because of the time I've spent in here with you as our engineer <laughs> since then. Like, before... That's we reco- awesome, man. Dude, we, re- we recorded in my, you know, living room, my basement, you know, recorded on the island when we were at the cottage. Yeah. All kind of not great recordings. Mm-hmm. And the minute we sat in your studio, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> no, like, now I got to do a good job. Now I got to do a good job. Damn it, Jeff. Consistent quality, you know. And But I cared more, I find. I find like after those episodes, like after those first few episodes where we came into the studio, I mean, we, we, we love the, the the process. And this is this is definitely going in the podcast. But mm-hmm. we love the process of coming into the studio partly because it um, – it, it makes you think differently than when you're sitting around a table in a dining room drinking a, a, a whiskey or whatever. Mm-hmm. You feel like you are you need to do this job. It becomes a job as opposed to like, I'm just going to talk about bullshit for mm-hmm. an hour. You know, like we sit down and we ask our questions and we do our thing and we finish the job and then we go. And, I, and to me, that's like it's helped change my focus on the podcast and on the recordings themselves mm-hmm. so that I do – I do spend more time thinking about what I want to say before I say it, as opposed to it used to be very much off the cuff. Um, because I did think about what I wanted to ask you, and I asked most of those questions. I don't really have any other questions to ask. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to let you know that you've totally inspired me. Um, and it's That's been great. awesome. Like, I've really that appreciated it. So I've appreciated, like, every time we get to come in here, it's so nice. I love the consistent joke of, 
okay, we're ready to start, and it's always at the end. <laughs> you know, that was a, a good, classic. That was a good rehearsal. You yeah. know, I was like, oh no, shoot, get that's people a ready for that. Um, but it, it has been a it has been a true pleasure being your friend for as long as we have been. And I just wanted to say, I don't, I can't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it, but it's, I love you, man. You know. You, I'm actually super good at crying on command. That was really good. Yeah. Impressive. And real tears. Look at those things. Uh, well, impressive. my eyes are welling up, but not, yeah. not actual tears. Just wow. so I need to punch myself in the groin. Ah, my groin! <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. That was actually me that punched him. <laughs> why did you, wow. why did you, why do, did that? you do that? That's inappropriate. <laughs> Inapropes. Inapropes. He's going to sue you for likeness now. That's fine. <clears throat> uh, who? You're a crabby SpongeBob. Uh, oh, that, oh my groin! That was from uh, that was from The Simpsons. So I'll get sued on a whole okay. other. That's level. another whole whole, level other, of whole other world being sued. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I want to thank you. This is this is this was one of those episodes where, to be honest, I didn't consider it um, initially. Uh, and then my brother, Stuart, who mm-hmm. listens to the podcast, said, mm-hmm. have you never asked Jeff if you want – does Jeff not want to do an episode? And I was like, what would we talk about? And he goes, probably voice recording and recording engineer work. And I was like, mm-hmm. holy shit. Oh, my God. We totally could <laughs> – you know? Like it, it really was like a – oh, my – how have I not thought of that? We've talked to animation. You know what I mean? Like yeah, we've talked yeah, to yeah. producers. And we, and like it, it, it's, it is actually a, quite a natural fit. Next week's episode, we're recording – um, uh, Scott Nihill from uh, Embryate, which is an animation company. So, uh, you know, that'll be here as far as I know. <laughs> I, I take it for granted. That you know? this is your job? And uh, Yeah. And, well, and the fact that, and you just said too, like we like coming in because everything's all good. I sit down and I talk. You yeah. know, I do my thing and, it's, yeah. and, and let you worry about that. And that's, and I think that's probably why it's like a, it's a afterthought. But once you start getting into it and it's, and I still do too. And I realized it because I started teaching a second term class. I've been teaching first term for years. Right. And this term, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to teach some like uh, first term pro or second term pro tools, which is the recording software that we use. Okay. And um, there's one assignment where we make up a commercial. Oh. Or cool. one is that and the other is a Tim Hortons commercial. We recorded Tim Hortons commercial. So the script is there and we go through the whole thing and I show them how to, you know, set up the mic and record. And as we're recording, it's so that side of it is so second nature. It's so easy to me that their job it takes them about four hours to do, right? To edit, to record stuff. I'm like, I can do this in 15 minutes, literally. Like I could have this done <laughs> in maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. And then I have to step back and be like, Oh yeah, you need to let them I've do been, the process. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing this for so long that it's so. And then and I did it once where I'm I'm watching him edit. And again, I'm, I'm a really patient person, but I haven't taught Pro Tools in, you know, like forever. So yeah. um, I'm watching him edit and I'm like, uh, like I want to get in there. Like, oh, just. It, if you just do this, it can be fine. And I finally went in and went, did, 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 and did it. And they went, holy shit. Well, wait, what did you just what, do? What just happened? <laughs> and I'm like, well, I just, you just do this. And then I went, oh, yeah. Like, I haven't taught you that. I've, you You've don't know this stuff. Second nature. Yeah. And I just, and, and you, so again, you take it for granted, overlook yeah. how fast you've become over the years. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, so when you're like, you know, it, well, we didn't even think of that. It's because, well, it's just, it's second nature to us, right? Oh, but yeah. when you, you rewind and start to look at it overall, you're like, oh yeah, there's kind of, what? there's a lot going on, even though this is so simple and it seems so easy. Yeah. You know, there's like 
seven plugins on this right now. This mic is connected to four mic. It's like right. goes through mic pre's and then secondary console. It's like and there's there's a, a whole uh, signal chain that's involved to make everything work. And especially when we do the Skype stuff. Yeah. And then we team that in, and then you mix that in. Like there's a lot going on. Oh yeah, no, it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, like it was interesting because uh, when Stefan had said, "Look, I'll I'll, re- I'll edit some episodes too." You just need to show me how to do it. In my mind, because I had taught myself to do it, it didn't occur to me that I also did audio editing for a couple of uh, websites I had made for myself Hmm. and video editing and things like that. So Mm -hmm. in my mind, I only just learned how to do this, but I really had not only just learned how to do it. You know what I mean? Like I I just didn't know the other processes behind it, like the, the... normalization and, and post-processing and mm-hmm. equalization of the vocals and things like that. Right. I honestly had no idea. But actually editing a, an episode wasn't that big a deal in my mind. Hmm. But it's been, this will be 40, 50. This might be episode 50. Wow. I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Congrats, man. That's awesome. Well, congrats episodes. to you. With well, the anniversary. Uh, actually, you know hey. what? We haven't celebrated any milestones. Of you, milestones. You yeah. That's a big deal. It's good. Mm, really big deal. That's a really big deal. <laughs> really big deal. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'll have to let Stefan know. <laughs> <laughs> Where poor, is he right now? Why is guy. he Skype he's, do, he's doing his master's and oh. he's just super, super busy. And wow. I feel really bad for him because, like, you know, every episode that I, I book with him, uh, he accepts tentatively. And it's mm. uh, and I and whenever he does that, I go, oh, he's not going to make it. He's gone. You're not going to make it. Right. But I did tell him. That anytime he wanted to record his own episode, mm-hmm. if you would like, like his, he was in Amsterdam this week um, for FITC. I was like, well, bring a mic and yeah. record an episode and then we'll put it up. That'd be mm-hmm. great. I, I would think he's really distracted with being at a conference and, you know, you need to, this needs to be the job. You sound really American when you say conference. Oh, do you know why? So I, I, a lot of public speaking and mm-hmm. the people I, spoke in public with mm-hmm. were American. So I, instead of saying process, I say process. I noticed that. I was actually going to bring that up. Yeah. Process is an American. Process uh, versus process. Yeah. I don't know about conference. I don't know how I said it. That you were like weird. conference. Conference. Or I would say conference. Conference. And how do you say like, not sofa, but the other one that starts with a C? Couch. Couch. So, oh, like couch. A, couch. Couch. And so, and of course, <laughs> sorry. Oh, yeah. So you have to, it's, it's sorry. Is that how you say it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I intentionally say it that way. Sorry. Sorry. Very American. Yeah. And it, it, it's because of hanging out with a ton of Americans. And because you, you say things, they go, say that again. That's cute. You're like, fuck off. <laughs> say a boot again. I, and here's the thing. Okay. This is not episode stuff related, but, you know, we don't say a boot, right? We say no. a boat. A boat. Which sounds like a boat. Boat. So what people hear is us saying a boat, hmm. but they always say a boot. I'm like, no, I said a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes I intentionally say right. a boat because I want to see someone go like, so are you out in a boat? You know, it's like, no, I'm out and about. About. Uh, I'm still, I'm hypersensitive to that because of the fact that we record a lot of shows for Nickelodeon, a lot for of sure. stuff for the States, so we're always, or for the States, so we're always aware of the, the sorry and stuff, but it's been... They're a little more lenient nowadays, which is funny. Yeah. We've we've let a, a few sorry slip through, but the mainstream is still sorry. So that's it. Thank you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. It was a pleasure. <laughs>
This episode of Can't Sell This was produced in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. All creative content in this episode is copyright Hugh Elliott and Stefan Grambart. Intro voice is Jeff Wright. Opening and closing track is Watch Him They Said from the 2018 album Hypocritic Oath by Not Of. All inquiries can be directed to admin at cancellthispodcast.com.